Thank you for joining me on another episode of Finding the God Spark. My name is Antonio. This episode is called Addiction Part 1. Sports, Video Games, and Strippers. Let's get into thinking about addiction. Are we born with addictive personalities? Or is it something we develop through various traumas? I have a addictive personality myself. The first addiction I had was chess at age 16. A very constructive, healthy addiction to start things off. My next two, however, not so much. By the time I was 18, strip clubs and video games became my focus. I feel now at age 40, my childhood triggered the addiction center of the brain. I never knew my father. My mother died when I was 12, and my grandmother, my guardian after my mom's death, died when I was 14. My uncle then took care of me until I was 18. Thinking about it now, my first addiction was actually sports. My uncle was my first male influence in life, and the one thing he really loved was sports. So I learned everything I could about how the different games were played and what all the various terms meant. My room soon became a shrine to all things sports. I wore jerseys and hats in support of the teams that I liked. Constantly buying sports cards and other trinkets to show how serious I was became the norm. Developing these habits at a young age would lead to bigger trouble in the future. I remember feeling a crushing sadness whenever a team I liked lost. Like them losing took away some sort of meaning in my life at the time. Luckily, I soon found a game called chess. I actually wouldn't consider chess an addiction. It's a very healthy hobby. The sports, I was addicted to something I thought would make my uncle love me. With chess, I was more hooked on improving my intellect. I would play one of my neighbors every day after school. I would eventually get an electronic chessboard and bring it to school. I actually improved on my classwork because of this. I would quickly finish the assignments and usually get at least one full game in with my artificial intelligence opponent. One of my teachers was actually a previous chess champion in Russia. We started playing often and would soon get more students involved with chess. The teacher would later get a chess tournament started. He pushed for me to enter. I ended up getting second place. Unfortunately, I was young and stupid. I looked at second place as a failure, and gradually spent more time playing video games. Video games have the potential to be a very dangerous addiction. Video games were part of my life from ages 14 to 30. I really got hooked when I started working and could buy the newest consoles at the time, which were the Nintendo 64 
and PlayStation 1. I started smoking weed around the time GoldenEye 007 from the Nintendo 64 was a thing. Getting high with a school friend and playing GoldenEye became an everyday event. The first real issue with video game addiction would come through a role-playing game called Final Fantasy VII. I easily put over 100 hours of my life into this game. I forgot to eat at times, and there were a few occasions I would actually pee into a bottle as I was playing. Then came games like EverQuest and World of Warcraft and Vanguard. All the online role-playing games. Working became a major annoyance, and I did everything I could work less and play more, including clocking in and leaving and going home and playing video games, which I was eventually caught and fired because of that behavior. But it didn't matter. The more I got to play, the happier I was. There were some gaps in my video game addiction phase. One gap was made for another addiction. Strip clubs. My 18-year-old brain was not prepared for the strip club environment. All the beautiful naked women dancing for you and on you. Being young and mostly controlled by hormones. I had no chance. Unfortunately, that type of addiction cost a lot of money. I used a lot of the inheritance money from my mom and grandma. I was still getting social security money, and this helped to keep my head above water with rent for a time. Soon, even that money would go to strip clubs. Towards the end of this addiction, which in comparison to others didn't last long, maybe nine, ten months, I would pawn a ring my grandmother gave me right before she died. I did try to get the ring back after I got my head straight, but the ring had been sold. In a way, that incident helped a lot in getting me out of the strip club. I was still too weak of mind to just stop, so I formulated a plot to make sure I couldn't go back. This would involve screwing over one of the bouncers. During this time of plotting, one of the women there took a shine to me. I was rather standoffish at first, but her genuine persistence won me over. I got a regular dance from her. She had a very appealing idea for the future. Towards the end of the night, after she made her money, I would pay for the VIP room, but I wouldn't pay her for any dances. What a deal. Her interest was real. After a lot of foreplay in the VIP room, she opened the door for activities outside the club. She would actually be my first time. And it's still very memorable. The location was a grassy field the KFC drive through on one side and an apartment complex on the other. At one point we were outside the car for all watching eyes to view what was going on. As cool as this was, I had to stick with my plan. I told her I was moving to Massachusetts 
I made Bouncer angry and put my strip club addiction behind me. Now it was time to find the next big addiction. That concludes part one. Part two coming soon. Thank you for listening. Antonio signing off for now.